Hi, you're listening to A Couple of Thespians. I'm Katie. And this is Elaine. And we're going to dish the tea. We are here with our video game boffin, Logan Bard. Welcome back, Logan. It's great to be back. We're going to start by dishing the tea on the tea. What are you drinking this week? This week, I went back to the basics. I'm having a basic Earl Grey tea. A little bit of milk, a little bit of sugar. It's perfect. Beautiful. That sounds lovely. And Elaine, what are you having? I am drinking lemon and ginger tea. Ooh, that sounds spicy and lovely. It is a little sour. Mm, yeah, lemon. Um, I'm having soothing caramel bedtime tea um, to support a good night's sleep. So I'll try not to nod off in the middle of this, um, but it seems nice. Smells good. So let's start by now dishing on what's going on in the theater world. I don't think there's anything going on in the theater world. It's a little dead. It is a little dead. Um, I think we're in a unique situation being in Maine, so doing outdoor shows has its limit, its life limit. You can't you know, go out there when it starts snowing and be doing performances outside, so that kind of puts a kibosh on that. Um, but I don't really think anybody's really doing any live indoor theater except for us. I mean, we have some stuff going on that's in the area that's digital, Yep. I know Waterville Opera House is doing Almost Maine. I That's think they're nice. taping themselves, uh, doing it live and then live streaming it. But I think we may be the only company right now in the greater Bangor area doing indoor live theater. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. Now, we're currently operating at a quarter capacity. Is that correct? We are. We're at a quarter capacity. That's so everybody has got a, a six-foot distance. Um, now, of course, there's the new mask mandates, which isn't too, too bad. Uh, we have uh, masks for our actors. So if the mask mandate is still going when we get to the Christmas show, we have that covered. It's, it's difficult, but, you know, we have rent to pay. We have bills. We have utilities. So we have no choice but to find ways to do shows because we already had rented this space and spent a good chunk of time not even being able to use it. I'm bound and determined 2021, no matter what, we're going to be doing shows in here every month. There's going to be something. And we, you've been working really hard to get the 2021 uh, season all worked out and, and set up for the upcoming year. Um, so that's exciting. We can talk about the shows because, you know, well, let's let's maybe um, put some teasers out there. What are some things that people can expect? Um, something to look forward to in 2021. Well, Logan's going to direct a show. I am. What are you going to direct, Logan? I'm directing a play called Venus in Fur. It is a two-person show. It's about a playwright who's adapting an old, uh, like BDSM, like 19th-century German novel into a play, and he gets this young actress who comes in to try to help and audition for the part and kind of work out the kinks. And it's a show about basically power. Basically, the show is very based on this man who's dominant against a woman, but through the whole course of the show, you see it pretty much get turned on its head and we see a power flip. And it's portrayed on both in real life and within the play that they're performing. It and sounds, it spills into real life. It sounds spicy. I think the one that I'm most looking forward to is Cries in the Night by Paul Elliott. I stumbled across this play by accident. I don't even know how I found this play. He has a website, so I went to the website and I was reading about it and there was a whole piece where you could email him for a copy of the script, so I did. And he sent it and it's absolutely fascinating. Very scary, evil, horror-filled, a lot of special effects. 
but um, Paul has been great and has been uh, wonderful in sharing, you know, ha the how to's of things. So, of course, we'll keep that all under wraps because, you know, you have to keep magic secret. That's kind of how that works. But I'm really excited. The script reads really well. Um, so that's one of the fun ones. And, of course, we're bringing back Puffs. Woo, Puffs. Hi. Hi. But you guys are renowned for your special effects. Like, that's one of the things that sort of sets you apart is just how amazing some of your visual, gory, graphic effects are. Well... That brings us into um, other traditions that we enjoy. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what are some of our favorite Thanksgiving traditions and how they sort of change as you grow up. What are some of the traditions you remember growing up in the Bard family? I mean, growing up in our house, uh, it's a little bit different. We don't have the traditional American Thanksgiving since my mother is from the UK. Uh, so basically our Thanksgivings would consist of watching the parade, uh, watching a bit of the Thanksgiving football they offered, having an early Thanksgiving dinner, usually around like a one or two o'clock time, and then just kind of chilling out for the day, kind of so enjoy Logan, our company. You have to talk about our tradition that terrorizes Ferris every year. You can't talk about the incident on Christmas because that's a whole other thing, <laughs> the Christmas incident. But you, you can talk about the tradition... Well, one of uh, my mother's favorite things to do is take the neck of the turkey and, and take it out and chase my younger brother around, calling it uh, turkey genitalia. I won't say the actual you can, word. You can say it because I can put this as explicit on Anchor. So <laughs> oh, all right. So call it a turkey penis, basically, and chase him around and saying turkey penis. The worst, oh part, the worst part is, Katie, you know, I pulled it out, you pull it out of the bird, you know, there's the giblets in the bag, and, you know, there's this turkey neck, and so this started a while back, I chased him around with it, and he used to get so upset, and I couldn't figure out why, because it was just, you know, a joke, and of course, now that he has the diagnosis of being on the spectrum, it kind of makes a lot more sense, <laughs> so now I don't do it, and in actual fact, I cooked a turkey this week, because they're super cheap right now, yep. and they last a long time, and we make soup with it, and we do all open-faced sandwiches oh, and whatever, yeah. and he was stood with me when I took the turkey neck out, and he just looked at me and laughed. Because, you know, he's 13 now, so he's cool. He's cool. He's cool now. But, uh, yeah, one Christmas, the turkey penis joke didn't go over very well. No, no. At all. So, yeah, that's one of the traditions that we do, turkey penis. Turkey penis, yep. I love the parade. I, I grew up watching the parade. It was just something that I enjoyed. I'm not a big football person, um, which puts me at odds with most of the rest of my family. I watch it. I don't mind it. It's not a bad thing. I just, I know that I'm supposed to vote for the Patriots. And that's about that. Um, It'll be quite interesting to see how things happen this year, especially with the COVID uh, mm -hmm. crisis we're going through right now and whether we'll even have a parade. Does anyone know? I haven't heard. Will? Yes, I did. I, thought, I think I saw a news article that they are having a Thanksgiving parade. However, they don't want anybody to come out and watch. No audience. And I know because the Broadway shows are going to perform and Hamilton is going to be part of the Thanksgiving oh, wow. parade this year so yeah so no audience no people gathered in the street but i don't know how do you police that how do you stop people coming to see the parade i guess we'll find out i guess we will that'll be a little uncomfortable to watch quinn and ferris like to watch it on the television and yep. then they make fun of the reporters because it's like the the balloon's flying a little low this year and so they <laughs> like to repeat that you know see that's... how windy it gets yep. 
they always, you know, they're always on the lookout for something to happen, like a balloon getting stuck or some such thing. That's their kind of thing to do. So now as, um, as your kids have gotten older and they sort of have scattered a little bit to the winds, how do you guys decide what you're going to do for Thanksgiving? Uh, well, uh, this year I will be spending uh, the majority of my Thanksgiving uh, with my fiance's family. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different because normally they have a very big uh, family gathering, but uh, some of the older people in the family can't come because they're very high risk for COVID. So just be an event of getting together, going on like a Zoom call, just having a simple meal. And then I'm going to most likely try to come and see my other real family. Oh. Your real family. My real family. <laughs> well, you know. It becomes difficult. It, it's fine because, you know, for me, Thanksgiving really isn't a big deal. I just do it for Jerry and cook the foods. And, you know, it's, it's a fun time. We play board games. Um, Quinn has his favorite board games to play. So we do that. So it doesn't really upset me. I'm happy for him to go spend. And of course, Aaron will be in Florida. So, yeah, you know, that was the same last year. So not it's 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 fine. You know, Christmas is more of a bigger deal yeah. to, you know, deal with. So we have traditions that we normally follow, but not so worried about Thanksgiving. Yeah, for me, it's um, by and large, it's going to be what it would have been this year anyway. Last year I had spent it with my sister. She had just gotten married. She moved into a beautiful new house. And so she had thrown a big shindig last year with um, her extended family and us, we all came down, we all helped out and it was a blast. And, and this year I usually alternate. One year I'll go down, one year I'll stay up and so on and so forth. This would have been my year up anyway. Um, but my sister's also pregnant and she's going to be having a baby shower and we'll see fingers crossed if um if if we can go <laughs> do they have fast testing sites so i know that when aaron flew in for halloween and logan's proposal um they went to a fast testing site in florida because the mills mandate then was you have to test negative uh, 72, you know, uh, the, the max could be 72 hours before right. you came in. So she honored that and they went and got tested before they came and she had our results within two hours. Oh, nice. I don't know if Maine has that. I don't know. Nope. I know, I know they have, um, on the keep healthy or keep Maine healthy website, they have places where you can get tested. I don't know how many of the rapid result tests are available. Um, I do know that they exist here and there. Now, Massachusetts is still on the green light list for being able to visit uh, so far, like you can go to Massachusetts and Massachusetts can come to Maine without having to quarantine um, at the moment that we're recording, but who knows what's going to happen in the days or weeks that things might change. Right. I will keep my fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, because my sister's also the type of person who like, if this was your baby shower, she'd be going all out to make it the nicest like baby shower for you. And I just feel little sad that it's it's she's not going to get the same sort of happy feeling and she's only having one baby she's only having the one baby <laughs> <laughs> i was just checking but i would say uh, it just takes one to make you crazy this is true <laughs> and um so our traditions by and large like outside of the switching um we would always have a big spread sometimes we'd go down to rhode island when we were kids and stuff like that to visit like my mom's family um, my dad's family lived in Massachusetts, so we'd also, we'd like do what we, my dad used to re refer to as 
the relative route, which is like you go here and there and then here and there and then back again. Um, so it's like over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go again and again. So lots of road trips. What's your favorite food, Logan, for Thanksgiving? Oh, it has to be the bacon wrapped sausages. See, I told you. I Ooh, mentioned nice. this on the podcast yep. before that Logan always has the bacon wrapped sausages. I actually last Christmas burnt them. It was really sad. I was absolutely gutted that I had burnt the sausages with the bacon. Yeah, it was awful. What else do you like? I kind of keep it basic. Like, I love stuffing. Yep. Like, stuffing is definitely number one side dish to me. Even though I just saw a recent poll that they talked about different side dishes for different states and what's the most popular. And Maine's came up as side salad. I've never met anyone who's had a salad at a Thanksgiving, but Now, apparently. are they talking about like real salad or are they talking like Dutch salad where it's like a pickle mix? I don't know. It literally would just say side salad. That's odd. Because one of the things that I um, married into actually was uh, homemade preserves coming out for Thanksgiving. So like things like Dutch salad or dilly beans. I've never had a pickled bean in my life. I can say I have not lived until I had my mother-in-law's spicy dilly beans, which are amazing. And if you haven't had a pickled dilly bean, have I got a treat for you. Um, so that was a new tradition that happened when I married into um, <laughs> my new family, the so England I, family. I think it's uh, Carissa's family, and I think it's Thanksgiving. They, uh, they used to, I don't know what they'll do this year, uh, all the family would get together and they'd pick a country and then they'd all make dishes from that country. And so, yeah, they've made some really cool things. So I'm always interested in what, you know, what they're doing for Thanksgiving. What country did they pick? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a cool and neat tradition. That is neat. Now, Thanksgiving also is the time when uh, things start kicking off for the Christmas season. It's okay to listen to Christmas music. It's okay to put the lights up. Uh, I think things have started a little earlier this year. Uh, just driving in for this recording, um, I saw a good dozen houses that had their lights up and Christmas trees fully decorated. I've had my tree up for over a week now, and the cats have destroyed Garland. Yeah, and my fiance and I just put ours up this past weekend. Very nice. I know, she went all out. I, the tree was pretty. I saw uh, pictures of it. Yeah, and today we got our first actual ornaments not just the little balls uh she received a baby yoda and i got that mandalorian you did yeah. did you buy them or they were a gift they were a gift from her parents oh that's, that's nice. adorable i love that after thanksgiving what do you do to unwind and digest all of the food that you just ate oh a nice thanksgiving nap oh very nice i mean if you don't take a nap after you eat you're just you're just playing the fool's game. <laughs> well, Quinn likes to play board games. So, you know, holidays for him are board game oriented. Um, his favorite board game right now is Villainous. Ooh, how does that go? Uh, it's based on Disney villains. Oh. And so you have a, you can pick which villain you want to be. And then it has an objective that you have to fulfill. Uh, we have three expansions to that. Nice. Now, so you can play as different characters. I usually play as Maleficent. Very nice. Um, I can't remember who the new character was in the new box because we've only played the new expansion once. So who do you normally play? Oh, I'm a Rattigan guy from the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, very cool. 
Very cool. Yep, so that's a really great game. And they've just come out with a Marvel version. It's a standalone, so it doesn't add on to Villainous. And everybody has the same objective. So that may, don't listen, Quinn, may wander under the Christmas tree uh, <laughs> this year if I can find it because it, it's a great game. Aaron actually loves board games, so our house is just filled to the brim. And Ferris has an obsession with Monopoly. So we have so many versions of Monopoly and a lot of them are not even unwrapped. Like they still got the film on it. Oh wow. Because everybody else hates Monopoly. <laughs> so Quinn will play with him, but only one version and it's speed Monopoly. Because you can only play for a certain amount of time and you have to play super fast and yep. so you know it's gonna end. The one person I hate playing Monopoly with is Jason. Why? Absolutely hate it. Uh because he's the kind of player that likes to make ridiculous deals. So he'll go to you and offer, uh, like, a f if you pass on my space, you don't have to pay anything, but I get, like, 15% of your profit on this space if someone lands on it and makes up ridiculous rules to the game that make it unfun to play. Yes, totally unfun to play, so nobody wants to play with him. That's funny. So um, for people who don't know, Jason is? So I actually met Jason in 2000, the tail end of 2010, when we auditioned for Tommy, the musical at Hassan, and uh, we were playing opposite each other, we were playing husband and wife, and uh, he was the vicar and I was the vicar's wife, and also he was uh, the doctor and I was the doctor's assistant, so we were paired together in this musical, and then we just became friends, and we've been friends really ever since. So he was actually with me when my mom passed away and I got the phone call, and I think it's the only time I've ever seen him cry, he, uh, he sat right there with us. but So he's been a really great friend and kind of, we sometimes call him second dad because when Jerry was, you know, busy, because Jerry used to work at the Waterville Opera House mm -hmm. as the technical director. So he wasn't always available to do school stuff like concerts and whatever. And so Jason would fill in as second dad. Aww. So, yeah. Yeah, and he loves us so much that he lives what five houses six. from six, six houses <laughs> we live on the same street so he did move there first it's true and then a house six houses down was available so we moved in so nice so when we spoke about thanksgiving last time we had mentioned that black friday is really not your jam no not my jam it's not my jam either your thoughts um i don't mind it it's the best though when it falls on my birthday Ooh. yeah which happens every not every so often and uh one birthday actually got my money early and got to go right out black friday shopping wow fancy. didn't get any of the good deals though that's a bummer it was so fun to experience it what's your actual birthday date if you want to put it on the internet oh it is the 29th of november fancy it is it's coming right up mm -hmm. i wonder how black friday will work this year i can't imagine with covid that they would no be idea. able to do it there's gonna be way too many people and how can you mandate x amount of people coming to your store i know they get all the deals right Maybe everybody, maybe the deals will go online. That's that's probably the most likely. Well, and then there's Cyber Monday. That's mm -hmm. been a thing really since Amazon started taking off. Uh, so that's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how things change. There's gonna be I think more people like me who are like I'm sleeping in. See you later. I think nothing really much changes for me with COVID going on. We're not really we don't go out and visit people. We don't have family here only theater family yeah we don't really so nothing is changing for me at all really i could if i didn't look at facebook or i didn't look at the news or whatever i could actually probably be blissfully unaware 
until I have to go grocery shopping that there's anything strange going it, on. It is odd because like both my husband and I are relatively speaking homebodies. The thing that changed most for me was work. I'm working from home now more than I was before. I, I always had a flexible schedule, but COVID sort of made it enforced flexible. <laughs> so I'm now just by default working from home versus like going into work and things like that. It's just easier than having to sort of deal with that second layer of should I be going in? Has there been a thing? Am I going to put more people at risk? Um, I think, you know, as main as when we deal with the snow and blizzards and whatever, we're adaptable as far as doing things at home. Interesting for me this year for uh, Bangor schools, and I only have one in the Bangor school system. The other one is uh, through Maine Virtual Academy, a charter school that's online. Uh, the Bangor schools have chosen that if there is a snow day this year, everybody will work virtually so that oh, there wow. is no, um, you get so many free, we'll right. call them free snow days before you start tacking days on to the end of school to make them up. But this year, they're, not, they're just going to do virtual on all the snow days. See, my school did something, they did the opposite of that. They said, we're still having snow days. And I think it was because there was such a strain, like if we lose power or if you can't do certain things when for whatever reason they decided that a snow day is a snow day so if there's no school then you don't have virtual school to make I mean I think it. there's such a, a magical moment when you wake up as a kid and realize that it's a snow day and woohoo I don't yeah. have to go to school so it's kind of taking that away interestingly I had an argument with the school system today I'm gonna put dish the tea ooh, on this ooh. okay got my tea the um so this week on um, Wednesday was Veterans Day, so the kids didn't have school. Not Ferris because he's a different ball game, yep. but Quinn was made to go to school today to make up for the fact he didn't go to school on Wednesday for the holiday. And I find that really very odd that you're having this national holiday that's a, a public day off and that the schools are closed, but then he's got to go to school today because the virtual classes don't run on Fridays, there's no Zoom classes on Friday, um, he has to make up the day that he had off. See, that's bizarre. Like, we did not have that. They specifically said no homework. Anything that was assigned, it was said optional. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of optional work, so we didn't do it. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they there was nothing like that. There was um, It was Veterans Day, and they did a little virtual veterans thing. Which I'm so, like, I, I feel weird about this. I want to actually talk to you guys. So, like, we had said no releases on the kids. So, like, they can't use their faces and stuff like that for promotional materials or post them on the internet. And then we get a call asking, oh, we have a Veterans Day video. We wanted to post it on YouTube. And they're like, but you said no on the release. And I was like, yeah. What are your thoughts on, on kids on the internet? I mean, mine are older now. I think we're in a different time and world than we were when my kids were nine. I mean, Logan and Aaron don't count. They're adults. But uh, <laughs> talking Quinn and Ferris, you know, it wasn't as strange. Now I'd probably be a little more reluctant to say, put them all over the internet. The, the world is in flux. Yeah. The USA is in flux. And sometimes, no matter what you say, you're going to upset somebody or do something. So maybe sometimes it's better not to do anything at all. Well, and I feel, too, like once they can say yes or no with, like, an informed decision, like once their brains develop to that point where they're like, I know what I want, I 
I understand at least basically how the internet works. Right now they love it when their pictures are taken or there's a video taken of them. They think it's awesome. And it is because they're adorable. But I don't want that all over the internet for everyone to see because part of what makes it awesome is that they're special and they're ours and putting it everywhere where you don't know where it's going to be and who's going to be using it for what purpose. And I'm also paranoid. I'm a paranoid person when it comes right down to it. But for good reason. People are kind of gross. They so. are. What do you think, Logan? I mean, for me, I can't really have a great opinion on this, having no kids of my own. But you are a person. But I am a person. Um, I really feel like it's up to the individual's choice. At the end of the day... If you want that kind of content posted, that is your choice, but with any choice come consequences and you have to live with whatever consequences occur because of it. Right. I mean, you do have a unique situation. You have triplets. <laughs> so right there and then it's like, ooh, look, triplets. You know what I mean? They're, they're an anomaly in and of itself. I mean, my kids are just born. Like, one's one, one. All you know? kids are wonderful. There's a bizarre rock star status that comes with having the three at the same time. And the girls do look incredibly alike. So, you know, they have that twinsy kind of, yeah. you know, um, Paul by default is, you know, a boy. You know what was really funny is I was looking through pictures of me as a kid. And there was my first communion picture with me all dolled up. And it looked like my son in drag. Really? Yeah, it's it was bizarre. Like when he was when we were the same age, like I was like, "That's weird." So it was an odd moment. How many children do you want, Logan? Do you want children? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, max two, two at the max. What happens if you have more? Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll cross that bridge if that ever happens. <laughs> I can be a grandmother. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. I don't, I don't want to be granny or nana or anything like that. I'll come up with some weird word. I saw something that was like, grandparents are absolutely blowing their chance. This is your chance to choose your nickname from this day forward. And going with like Mima or granny's not going to cut it. You need something like bone crusher or just something amazing. Yes, I'll come up with something fun. I think we'll have to pause and put some of this for next time because... Um, We've been chatting for quite a long time. It's been lovely, but thank you for joining us on a couple of thespians. Thank we'll you see you for next having me. time.